What's going on, everyone? We are back. TIE Fighter here for episode two of Hit Points, and today we're going to talk about the namesake of this episode, uh, HIT, H-I-I-T, which actually stands for High Intensity, High Intensity Interval Training. It's a tongue twister. Uh, and we're going to talk about what it is and why it's important. Um, you know, For people with you know, high-speed, high-demand lives, this is going to be really interesting for you. Um, it's a type of training for uh, anybody, you know, if you're looking to lose fat or just stay healthy or keep your body metabolism up, this is for you. Uh, it's not going to be for everybody. It is a, a more challenging way to exercise and burn fat. Uh, but you can decide if it's something that uh, may, be, may be right for you just by listening to what we're going to talk about. So we're going to look at a study that really challenges uh, the idea of the best way to burn fat. Uh, and I think you might be surprised at some of the results that we see. Uh, so until recently, when uh, people exercise, they want to look at the best way to burn fat for, for their time spent. And so we've only looked at this through a single lens up until now. Uh, researchers have looked at, you know, in what way do you exercise that burns the most fat during the exercise? So how do you make your body utilize fat over carbohydrates during exercise? And they found that moderately paced exercise, anywhere from 50 to 60% of your maximum, over an extended period of time tells your body, you know, pull from your fat stores and not from your carbohydrate stores. Uh, because if you walk too slow or if you sprint too fast, your body tends to use the energy that is most available to it. Uh, and that energy is from carbohydrates, aka glycogen within uh, your muscles and within your liver. And the reason is, uh, you know, if you're going too slow, if you're just walking along and meandering, then your body doesn't need a lot of energy and it just pulls right from the surface. Uh, it pulls uh, from the from the glycogen that's in your blood, which you know isn't very much, but it doesn't need very much, uh, and so you're not burning any fat that way. And if you go too fast, if you you know say you're doing uh, sprints, uh, your body pulls from the glycogen stores within your muscles because it can pull glycogen and turn it into simple sugars and turn that into energy very very quickly. Uh, the process of turning glycogen into energy is you know a period of seconds as opposed to a period of minutes with with fat. And so we've avoided either really high or really low intensity exercise for fat burning because your body likes to use fat right in the middle and over a long, long time. Uh, and so how does HIT fit into this? So let's let's define HIT for a moment. Uh, high intensity interval training is basically doing uh, intervals of high intensity exercise interspersed with intervals of low intensity exercise. So an example would be uh, I'm going to go out onto the track and I'm going to sprint as hard as I can for 30 seconds. Uh, but then at the end of that 30 seconds, I'm going to slow down and I'm going to walk for two minutes. Uh, and then I do it again and I do it again and again and again. You do it probably six to 10 times. Uh, so in all, uh, it doesn't like, that's the full workout. You do, you do 30 second sprints and you two minute walks times. We'll say, we'll say times 10. And if you add all that up, it only adds up to about 25 minutes and in, a lot of times people don't even do the full 10 so we'll say anywhere from 20 to 25 minutes of exercise and that's it um and and this is like a really big challenge to the people who like to do the extended medium uh intensity exercise because those workouts generally tend to last anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour to an hour and 20 minutes and so this idea that you can do a 25 minute exercise and it be you know that's your cardio for the day that's that doesn't sound quite right uh, so, so how can this be as effective? And, and another thing to consider with HIT is, you know, of that 25 minutes, you spend 80% of that walking. And that sounds just, that, that can't be right, right? How are we, how are we burning 
any calories? How are we burning any fat by walking 80% of the time and doing all-out sprints the rest of the time, which we know pull from uh, our, our glycogen stores and not from our fat. And so in order to figure out uh, if, if HIIT training uh, stacks up against this moderately uh, intense, you know, kind of long-term exercise, uh, a study was done, uh, and the name of that study is The Comparable Effects of High-Intensity Interval Training and Prolonged Continuous Exercise Training on Abdominal Visceral Fat Reduction in Obese Women. So that's the, that's the title of the article, and I can post the link here in the description as well if you all are interested in uh, uh, reading it. Uh, but we're going to go through kind of the main highlights of the study, and you can decide if you want to read it later. But so in order to figure out uh, how these two different exercise types compare, uh, researchers recruited 52 women who were all overweight or uh, the, they were all obese. Uh, they were all 18 to 22, so they're all pretty young. I would expect that this was done at a college, and they just uh, put out an ad for the college students to come in and join. Uh, nine, unfortunately, did not finish those tests, uh, so we're using the data from 43 subjects. So at the beginning, uh, all the subjects are weighed, their BMI was recorded, and their body fat percentage was measured with a tool called a DEXA scanner. So this is a, a very fancy tool uh, that is currently considered kind of the gold standard within the industry of health science. Uh, and it uses x-rays to look at where the fat is in your body, and it can segment your body into pieces and say, well, you know, this person has more fat in their abdomen, this person carries more weight in their hips or their leg or their arms. Uh, but we're looking very specifically at, at belly fat, uh, and, but in general, it's probably going to apply to most of the body uh, as well. So uh, we got these baseline measurements, and then uh, the, all the subjects were put through a 12-week exercise program, exercising three to four days a week. Uh, and at the end of the study, all the subjects underwent the same measurements, so it makes sense. We're going we're gonna to measure them before, we're going to measure them after, and we're going to see uh, of, those, of those groups, the people who did uh, HIT training, the people who did the moderately uh, moderate intensity training, and the people who did no training. So there was also a control group. Uh, how those three groups compare? So it was pretty unsurprising. The group that did no exercise uh, lost no weight. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but we found, and this was very exciting, that the two groups that did do exercise, uh, the HIT group and uh, what they call the MICT group, uh, or the uh, let's see, medium intensity continuous training. So. Uh, the HIT and the MICT group uh, experienced almost identical weight loss and uh, more specifically fat loss results over that period of time. So the key difference here was the time that it took to, the, the time spent exercising to complete the 300 uh, kilojoules of exercise that was required each day. So uh, these women, the ones who did HIT, uh, HIT training, only exercise for 34 to 37 minutes a day. The women who did the MICT training did 62 to 75 minutes of training per day. And at the end of the, the 12 weeks, they lost the exact same amount of weight, which I think is super cool. And then also they measured what's, what's called their VO2 max, which is a, another measurement of your ability to use oxygen during exercise. So another uh, measurement of fitness. Uh, and they were the same. So again, women were able to, to exercise half as long and get the exact same results, both both fitness-wise and fat loss-wise. And so we got to ask why. Why is it that uh, women are able to exercise only half as much and get the exact same results? This is super cool. How do we cut our exercise in half? Uh, and so we have to look at fat loss from a different direction, right? So before we were looking at uh, our, 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 our definition of a good fat loss exercise was 
how can we burn the most fat during the exercise? And that's what MICT is really good at. During the exercise, the MICT women use fat as their as their main source of, of energy, but the HIT group definitely does not. And so why does it work? So when your body is put under stress, when you go into exercise, it doesn't immediately come down back to zero. So if you sprint and you're sprinting for 30 seconds and you're feeling really tired and you feel the burn, and then you stop, you slow down, you walk, does your, does your breath immediately come back to uh, resting levels? No. Uh, do your legs instantly stop hurting? No. Uh, can you immediately start sprinting again and go just as hard and fast for just as long? Of course not. There's a, there's a recovery period. There's a, a slow but steady uh, back to normal. It doesn't drop off back to normal, but is a slow and steady come down from, from where you were you know, when you were uh, excited and when you were stressed. And so uh, another thing to know is that when you exercise, your body doesn't fully come back to 100% of where you were before. Uh, doesn't completely reset. For a long, long time, it's like 24 to 36 hours in, uh, after you're done. And the level of metabolic increase that your body maintains over this recovery period is highly dependent on the intensity of the, of the exercise that you put it through in order to get it excited. Uh, and so if you are doing uh, medium intensity exercise, your body is only going to maintain a medium level of increased metabolic activity for 24 hours uh, following the exercise. But if you're doing high intensity interval training, your body is going to maintain a much higher level of metabolic increase following the exercise. Uh, and so that's where the researchers decided. They decided that because these women uh, were maintaining much higher levels of metabolic increase after their exercise compared to the medium intensity women, uh, their body was burning more calories following the exercise. So while they were not exercising, they were burning more calories in their off time compared to the women who were burning more calories uh, during the exercise. And so there you go. Uh, you got a much greater boost in resting metabolic rate and that led to you know success uh, of an equal nature after having only exercised half as long. So it's pretty cool. There you go, that's high intensity interval training. And this is something that you as a, as a exerciser can start doing right away. Uh, you go to the gym, you can you know crank the, the, the treadmill up high as, as fast as you can go. Uh, and this is not something you want to short on. You want to you work really, really hard for short bursts of, of 30 to 45 seconds and then uh, slow it way, way down to you know easy walking pace uh, for about two minutes. And so the ratio of your high intensity to your low intensity is where you can really start to crank up the difficulty. So generally, the, the recommendation is to start with a four to one ratio of slow to fast. So uh, 30 seconds of running followed by uh, two minutes of walking. And if you want to make it harder, you go 30 seconds of running followed by 90 seconds of running. And then if you want to really be a champion, you go 30 seconds of running followed by 60 seconds of walking. And then you just go back and forth, flip-flop, uh, running, walking, running, walking for, generally it's, it's six to 10 rounds. It doesn't have to be a period of time. You know, we don't always want to do 20 minutes. We don't, sorry, we don't always want to do 25 or 30 minutes. We want to go a number of rounds. And so try to get yourself to 10 rounds. If you feel like you're, you really can't do any more than six or seven, then, then do six or seven and then try it again uh, in a couple days and see how you do. But that's high intensity interval training. It's very simple. You can do it on uh, a treadmill. You can do it on a bike. You can do it on a rowing machine. You can do it on an elliptical. You can do it on the track. You can do it wherever you want, as long as you're working extremely hard, uh, followed by uh, the ability to slow it down very easily. So there you go, everyone. 
that's your discussion of high intensity interval training and how it compares to moderate intensity continuous training. Uh, I hope you learned something. I hope you feel like this is useful. Again, if you if you did, if you feel like uh, this was fun or interesting to you, please feel free to share this along to uh, someone that uh, may also benefit from it. I would appreciate that greatly. Uh, if you have any questions about the study or how they did it or how it works or how science works or anything like that, I'm available across you know all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and ask away. I'd love to answer some questions via the podcast uh, or just we can do it privately if you feel uh, uncomfortable with that as well. So. Uh, again, my name is Tie Fighter, and I will be back uh, very soon with episode three. Uh, we got an ingredients question that we're going to be looking into uh, for that one. So look forward to that. And otherwise, thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.